Welcome to St. James Lutheran Church in Chicago. My name is Pastor Joel Hess, and it's my privilege to talk about Jesus and the hope and the peace we have in him. Uh, please enjoy the following message. And if you like, uh, support the mission of God here in this area by going to our webpage, stjames-lutheran.org. Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, you have said so. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Anybody remember the story of Edward VIII? Edward VIII, you know what I'm talking about? He uh, inherited the reign of uh, Great Britain, 1936, was made king. Who doesn't want to be king? Wouldn't you love to be king? Even though it's kind of a joke in Britain, but you still, it's a lot of money, it's a lot of power, right? People, people respect you, you're a king. And Edward VIII gave it all up. For who? Do you remember why? Why did he give it up? For a lady. A twice-divorced woman he fell in love with. And in the end, he had to make a decision, and he married her instead. And all the women say, oh, my goodness, that's so romantic, right? Would you do that, guys? Seems kind of crazy if you think about it, right? To give up your kingship, right, for, for, a, for a wife and for him, too. Like, I mean, she, I don't know if she had, one might say, the best record on staying married, you know, but he gave it all up. Today we see Jesus standing before Pilate, the uh, chief priests and the Pharisees, you see, um, they hated Jesus, so they took him and they, they arrested him, as we know, we're going to talk about that later on, and what we call Monday, Thursday, and they accused him, they had a little trial, and they basically talked about how he said he was the son of God, and that's blasphemy. But you see, they couldn't kill Jesus, They had not the right to do it, especially how they wanted to. Because they needed to make him, he didn't need to just die. He needed to be an enemy of the state. It needed to be clear to everyone that he is not the king. He is not the answer. He's not the Messiah. And so they brought him over to Pilate, the Roman governor. Because only he could do capital punishment for all to see. Only he could put somebody on the cross as a criminal of the state. And so they bring Jesus there, but their accusations changed. You notice this? Now they're not talking about whether he's the son of God. They're not trying to figure out, you know, that he did something wrong or whatever. But now they want Pilate to understand this. We found this man misleading our nation and forbidding us to give tribute to who? The Caesar. And saying that he himself is Christ a king. They wanted Pilate to hear this because they knew that Pilate didn't care about their religious squabbles. Who cares? Absolutely does not care. Thinks they're all a bunch of nuts anyways. But now... What Pilate does care about is coups and insurrections and rebellions 
against Rome, right? That's why he's governor there. And so they want Pilate to hear this. Hey, this guy says he's a king. Now, after all, he came into Jerusalem. We just celebrated it on a donkey. He was saying, I'm king. It's crazy. Jesus is doing this. That's why he gets on this colt. That's why he rides in. And everyone praises him and says, Hosanna, Hosanna. Blessed is you who comes in the name of the Lord. Jesus was saying, indeed, I am king. And the Pharisees and the chief priests figured this would work, right? That Pilate could not handle somebody going around saying they're king when Caesar's king. And maybe now Pilate would make a decision and have this guy killed. But what is ironic about these guys who are accusing Jesus? What do they say? Pilate... He's forbidding us to give tribute to Caesar. Do you think the chief priests and the Pharisees, the Jewish people who were ran by the foreigner, the Roman government, do you think they loved giving tribute to Caesar? These same people railed against the Roman governor all the time. It made them popular. By preaching sermons and talking about a day is coming when we won't have Rome telling us what to do. But now suddenly their hatred of Jesus is so strong that they will even be friends with Caesar. They'd rather have Caesar as king instead of Jesus. And we read this and we think it's just it's unbelievable to think about this. How quickly they switch sides. What is so wrong with Jesus as king? I mean, this guy's the one who healed people, who loved people, who gave free food to the masses, right? Fed the 5,000, walked on water, raised the dead. And they didn't want him to be king. Why? Because even though Rome was in charge... You see, Rome allowed these Pharisees and the chief priests to be little kings. They had a little power. They had a nice place in life. And they don't want Jesus to be the new hero. They like kind of being the hero to the people, right? They liked being kind of king, right? Even though it wasn't full authority, they liked the power they had. And if Jesus comes on, not only will people follow Jesus, but also I think they're thinking that Jesus will fail and Rome will come in and crush the whole thing and now we won't have anything. They didn't want Jesus to be king because they wanted to be king. Does that sound familiar to you? I mean, Americans, we hate kings, right? It's a revolutionary war is all about, right? In our constitution, declaration of rights. We don't want anybody telling us what to do, right? Politically, but also in our lives and how wonderful that is politically. I think that we apply this to our lives in general. We don't want anybody to tell us what to do at all. Right? We don't want, and we don't want not just the government, we don't want God to tell us what to do. In the end, we think this is our body and we can do what we want to with it. And all the stuff that we have that God blesses us with from our job, from our clothing, from our, our food and our friends, they're ours. And we can do with them what they want, what we want. 
In the end, we all want to be king of our domain. We want to own it. And so we misuse it and abuse it. I mean, how's it gone for this world with human beings as kings? War after war. Poverty, divorce, hatred and anger and grudges. In the end, we are not the best rulers. We make fun of President Trump, right, and how quick he is to just speak out against people, whatever your politics are. But who are you to say that? None of us are, in the end, really good at ruling our own little lives, let alone the world. But that's what sin does, Adam and Eve. The whole essence of Adam and Eve was the snake telling Eve, basically, you should not be happy with God as king. Take some of this fruit, and you'll be like who? God, and you'll get to be king. That's what it was. And that's the essence of our sin today, isn't it? Choosing ourselves over not just God, but one another. How terrible kings we are. That is our sin. And how dare we make fun of the Pharisees and the chief priests as if they're nuts. We don't like it either in the end. God telling us what to do. This week is a time of repenting of that. And also being honest that we're not very good kings. That we hurt one another. We push each other away. And in the end, we want to do what's best for us. And not for our neighbor, let alone even our family sometimes. Forgive us, Lord. We are those Pharisees. We are those chief priests. And we are that fickle crowd that yelled out, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord who welcomed Jesus as king, only just a little later yelling out, Crucify him. Because he wasn't going to be the king we wanted him to be. Jesus is a peculiar king. If it was me, if I was king, people mocking me, the people I came to save, (laughs) people putting me on the cross, the people that I loved and took care of, I would smite them down, right? I think smite's a good word for kings, right? You smite. Why don't we do that? We would have revenge. We would call upon angels to come down and tear this place up. There would not be anybody alive. We would show our power if indeed we had it as Christ did. Instead, Jesus is silent to all the accusations and all the mocking. He's quiet. He talked a lot to all the poor and the needy, and he taught and he taught. But now, as he stood on trial, silence. Because he is a most peculiar king. Because, like Edward VIII, he came to give it all up in order to get you. 
a rebellious bride, a twice, third divorced spouse, a sinner, a thief, a murderer, you and me, it's all the same. It's all the same. And yet this king abdicated the throne in a sense, didn't he? And he laid it down on the cross, even giving up his life for those Pharisees and those sheep priests and you and me, because that's how much he loves us. And on the cross, he was crowned forever in our minds as our king. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, I